0: hello ladies and gentlemen my name is david michael and i'm michael carter and we are ridiculously Ridiculously bored.
1: how's it going michael very good david you know it's it's pretty hard so normally when somebody has a vacation in a year you know most companies give two weeks three weeks if you're lucky sometimes even four weeks Um, And it becomes difficult to schedule around somebody's vacation. But when you have one every week, it becomes even harder.
0: (laughs) So how long, I got to ask you a question then, how long are you going to continue to run the vacation jokes until you think that they've kind of fizzed out? (laughs) Until you stop taking vacation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So never. (laughs) All right. I want to welcome, a few episodes ago, we welcomed in uh, the Sudan as number 17, if you remember, in the countries that we're in. I now would like to welcome the Japan, (laughs) which is number 18 of countries that we're in. So we're now in another country. We're in Japan.
0: Okay. Is is Japan like an English speaking country? Like, you know, you go to like Europe and like everybody speaks English, but Japan, that's weird. No, it is not.
1: So, so much so that I always say when I traveled, I've traveled the world and I always say we're lucky because most people speak English, right? They learned it in school as a second language. In Japan, I found it extremely difficult to communicate with people, oh, and nice. normally, it's the older people you tend to have problems with, right? Because I don't know what it was years ago, but the younger people usually have learned English. I thought I thought Japan was the exception to the rule. It was very very difficult, and I used to I was yelling at my wife because she would she went for a year there, and before we got there, she's like, "Don't worry, I got us covered. I was in Japan for a year. I, I know the language." She couldn't answer or say a fucking thing. It was so unhelpful. (laughs) And then she got to a point where it was only a year. I don't know why you're yelling at me about it. I'm like, you said you could speak Japanese.
0: So, yeah. Yeah, interesting. All right, well, uh, welcome, Japan, and uh, hopefully you can understand us.
1: And see, that one feels really wrong to say the Japan, right? Some of the other ones don't. That one, Japan just rolls out much easier. Well, Still wrong. Hopefully you
0: haven't offended anyone this time. Yeah,
1: oh, <laughs> So, just some quick, uh, not really technical corrections, but you had asked the question last week, so I wanted to give an update on toll costs for people who do not live in New York. The or any George, state with tolls, yeah. Right? The George there Washington Bridge, with tolls? yeah, but not as many as in New York. There are some with tolls, but the George Washington Bridge, Lincoln Tunnel, and Holland Tunnel are sixteen dollars one way. Okay. They only charge you one way now uh the and it's White going Stone, into the city right going into the city okay, the Whitestone Throgs Neck is $10 each way so that's actually Yikes. 20 bucks round trip and the Tappan Z bridge is seven dollars one way so okay. that's leaving Rockland which
0: I I would pay to leave Rockland I don't know about everybody else but <laughs> they can charge me 20 and I would pay it <laughs> oh it's just one of our good friends still have a place in Rockland County he does as it turns out <laughs> <laughs> all right so tell me what's going on how's vacation Vacation's good, man. I literally just got off the beach. I walked back up to the villa that we're staying in and we're recording. And as soon as we're done, I'm going to walk back down to the beach and plop my ass down and continue reading my book. Very nice. Um, is it
1: so? It's a beach. Do you have a pool attached to the villa or just a beach?
0: No, it's, this is like an Airbnb. So we're actually like staying, it's like a house that we rented. And then, but it's um, right across the street from the uh, Carlsbad State Park, I think it is. So it's literally a beach that runs for miles and miles up and down the coast. So, and the thing I found really interesting in like in New York, if you want to go to like a park, you have to be like a member of the recreation group for that county or that city. Like, you can't just walk into a park and just like pop your ass down and hang out.
1: Yeah. Right. Let's At least, be clear. Being a member just means you pay dues that make them happy, right? You don't right. do anything,
0: anything else. You pay dues. And last time I checked, I'm pretty sure you actually need to live in that county in order to qualify. Like, I can't just go visit and then buy a card and then show up. Although they may have one, single day passes. I don't know. They used to not. Because I remember every time I went back to New York, anytime I wanted to go to like Hudson Park or something like that, they wouldn't let me in.
1: Yeah, that, that sounds right that you have to be a resident. I mean, I haven't done it in so long that I have
0: no idea, but that sounds about right that you probably have to be a resident. Right. So say what you want about California and all the restrictions and all the additional like levies and taxes and things that they do here, all their parks and, sta- and uh, all their state parks and beaches are free is it possible uh, because all their state parks are burnt down <laughs> from all the wildfires they have i don't think so but i mean you just walk across the street and there's the beach and there's lifeguards there and it's not like it's just like an abandoned beach like and everybody goes there so uh it's pretty damn cool we literally just walk across the street and we're done
1: nice it's nice yeah so do you have uh, sand in your underwear right now as you're on this uh, recording this podcast
0: i do. my balls are chafing. <laughs> Would you like to see it? We can, nobody else can see it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, no, no, uh, no. <laughs> oh, that's red.
1: <laughs> Just for the listeners, he did not right. actually whip out his balls, no matter how many times I ask him to. At least that's what they think. <laughs> so you know, speaking of like the parks we went to as kids, um, growing up, did you have a rotary phone in your house? Do you remember having a rotary phone?
0: No, but my grandparents did. So I do remember actually having to dial a rotary phone at one time in my life.
1: So we actually had a rotary phone in my house. Very for a very few years when I remember. So like I don't know, maybe I was 5 6 something like that. And then we went to and I don't know if you remember this, we went to touch tone phones but still had the rotary logic in the background, which means like you could press 914 real quick, but then you'd hear like
0: yeah.
1: You'd still hear that in the background. So it came up recently, and I think this is fucking amazing. So we were kids in the late 70s, early 80s. Mm -hmm. Touchtone phones have been around since
0: 1962.
1: Oh, shit. (laughs) They were introduced at the 1962 World's Fair.
0: Oh, but that the World's Fair was always about like futuristic things. So I'm guessing they were probably 10 years away from being available for consumers. Okay, so still, <laughs> ten yeah, years later, we, were we still had a rotary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, I just, like I, I heard that fact, school. and I was fucking floored. It was just a shocking fact to me.
0: So, have you seen any of the YouTube videos or TikToks where they get they hand like a rotary phone to like a, a teenager today, and they're like, "Go ahead, try and dial your number," and they just cannot figure it out. They're literally like. They, they move they move the 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 dial like for each number all in one motion trying to get them on they just can't figure it out it's pretty funny
1: well I think I've mentioned to you before once my son was doing some test you know some like memory test or notice the object test he was like three four five type thing so it was like a shadow of a car shadow of a building shadow of a house and then the doctor showed him a shadow of a rotary phone and I'm like doc He has no fucking idea what that is. I'm like, update your cards, man.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, I I can get people not knowing what that is. That's awesome. So, funny thing about the beach, going back to the beach for a second here. um, We're we're going on a whale watching trip later on today. Nice. And uh, you don't really have to leave the beach to go whale watching, (laughs) as it would turn out, because there's... You're the, talking about fat people on the beach? That's a different <laughs> kind of whale.
1: Don't harpoon those,
0: dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we, we've seen some, don't get me wrong. There's, there's some beautiful people out there. Um, and, and look, I'm not fat shaming or anything like that. But there are certain people that maybe shouldn't wear a bikini mm-hmm. that maybe do. And then there are certain men that maybe shouldn't wear a Speedo. And then yet still they do. And there's quite a few of those out this weekend. (laughs) Yeah, so a couple of things. One, being a
1: fatty myself, I can say whatever I want. This is like, like just like I had cancer and I'm a cancer survivor. I could talk about fat people because I'm a fatty myself. Um, (laughs) But it's, so part of what goes behind it is supposed to be that body confidence, right? Where people are like, well, this is what I look like. You don't like it too bad. Fuck you. But it is still shocking some of the clothes people wear and some of the bikinis that people wear, that it's like, there's definitely, there's clothes for every size to make you look and present better, right? And so I don't know why some people don't factor that in.
0: Well, and even thin people, there are clothes that people that are really fit that don't best accentuate their body style, right. right? There are clothes that make you look like you're a lot bigger than you really are because they're either loose fitting or too big or they don't hang right. Well, or the
1: other way, right? If you're an, if you're an eight, wear a size eight. Don't wear a size four because you're trying to fit into a four. That doesn't look good either,
0: right? When somebody right. does that. Yeah, so I, I don't blame the people that are wearing it. I blame the people that they're with. For not saying something? For not saying something. Do you have a relationship with your wife where you can say, you know what, honey, that doesn't, that that may not accentuate your body the best?
1: So if my wife says to me, does this make me look fat, is what you're saying. My answer historically has been, there's no answer that I can give in this that's going to work out for me. I'm not answering the question. (laughs) But I will I will tell her on occasion when there's something that I think is a little bit unflattering, but it is right. it, it is it has to be the equivalent of cut the blue wire. That's what it feels like. Right? <laughs> like it's like I'm starting to sweat and my <laughs> hands shaking and I'm like, okay, let me see what I could say here that this'll work out. And then I cut it and then I wait. And I'd say nine <laughs> out of ten times it ends up okay, but every once in a while it does nice. not. <laughs>
0: I do have a a relationship with my wife where we could be open and honest about stuff like that. And my wife's actually really good at fashion. So it's rare that she will pick something that um, doesn't look good on her. Um, But occasionally I'll be like, you know what? That's not my favorite outfit for you. Or the, the running joke is I'll say, oh, that looks interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm still like, all right, it doesn't look good then.
1: <laughs> well, also to be fair, your wife's not only has a great fashion sense; she also has a great design sense. So I think those yeah. two things go very well together. Um, but yeah, it is it is a landmark. So I dated a girl many, many, many years ago, and this is one of those where you say the words and you're like, uh, "There's no way this is going to get me in trouble of just pointing something out." But I said to her, "I said, I, I don't know what it is, but with that dress, the way the dress is fitting your hips." you can see that you in essence, your underwear are too tight, is what I said, right? Just pointing it out, like it looks okay. weird in that dress.
0: Right, and Which, she immediately translated that to you're saying I'm fat.
1: So the way it translated to her was, okay, why don't you think about what you just said? Because you're telling me that I've outgrown my underwear. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I would have meant that's not in any way, I couldn't imagine that's what came out of my mouth. <laughs> but- <laughs> That is, it's, Men are from Mars, women are from Venus. They say that uh, saying for a reason.
0: I know. So <laughs> so funny. So while you go whale watching, <clears throat> are you going to wear a rubber suit? No, it's not like a swim with the whales thing. These are blue whales. <laughs> I think they'll eat you if you get too close. <laughs> These uh, blue whales are supposedly one of the largest species in the ocean. And literally uh probably five to ten times the size of the boat that we're in jesus so it's not one of those uh hey so much so that they actually bring a drone and like they have a screen where you could actually see the well from above because just in case they don't breach you can still see how massive they are so So and there's some dolphins too
1: you're in essence watching planet (laughs) blue planet or whatever from (laughs)
0: discovery while you're out on the water yeah why not (laughs) And I know how good that would go over with you because you get seasick on small yes. boats. <laughs> My son went, uh,
1: a friend of his has a boat. So they went on a boat the other day and he loved it. He was like, this is so much fun. You know, we should do it more. And I'm like, you talk to your mother. I'm like, I'm not fucking doing it. I'm not going on any boats. Like you <laughs> could talk to your mom and she could schedule something. I'm like, I'm out. So I think that's funny because you went on a cruise. You went on a couple cruises, right? And
0: no, you were okay. One. Just one.
1: Yes, but I, so what happened on the cruise was I wore the band. I took medicine, I still didn't, so here's the thing that people don't understand with seasickness. Even with all that medicine pumped into me, I still don't feel great, but I don't throw up. That's the biggest difference. But as one of the day trips on the boat, when we pulled into a pier or island, we went on a smaller boat to go fishing and I was vomiting over the side the whole time.
0: Even with all that gear and shit on, it just didn't work, so. Yeah, the uh, interesting thing about cruises is they, I mean, they're like basically floating cities, but they still rock. I mean, anything that floats in the ocean can yes. rock, right? And the nicer rooms are the rooms on the outside of the boat, the ones that have like a balcony and a view of the ocean. Obviously, in order to get a balcony, you have to be pretty high up above the water so you don't get splashed because anything below a certain level on a cruise line is all there's, – there's no balcony. There's just yes. like a porthole so that you can see through it. Um, so – Those are the rooms that would probably get you the most sick because, think about it, when you're in the middle of the boat and it's rocking from side to side, you don't necessarily feel it. But when you're on one of the outsides, you know, um, port or starboard, you're going to feel it because you're going up and down, up and down. It's accentuated that much more on, on the outside of the boat. So, uh, so yeah, so you, shitty room for you next time you go on a cruise.
1: Yeah. There's all this logic being higher in the boat versus lower in the boat, being inside versus outside, have a view of the water, find the horizon. Shit don't work. They're all lies. Um, and it's funny because El guapo's wife says her least favorite person in the world is boat. Michael, she calls him is when I'm on a boat, because not because I'm like an asshole, like I, I actually say nothing. And she's like, that is the creepiest feeling that she could ever have is she's like, I just sit there for hours and say nothing <laughs> because I don't, I don't feel great. And it just like, I'm like a step away from vomiting. So she's actually said, she's like, I've actually wished for you to shut up for years. And she's like, I, I actually regret it.
0: She's like, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. awesome. So speaking of water and, uh, and boats and stuff, um, I read this article today, and this actually happened in the town that I live near. In Tempe, Arizona, there's a lake right by Arizona State University. It's called okay. Tempe Town Lake. Um, and there's a couple of bridges where you can kind of walk across, and they've, they've rebuilt this entire area, so it's really kind of nice. And um, there was a disturbance the other day at like 5 a.m. in the morning. So the police were called out, and it was a couple that was arguing. It didn't get physical, but they were arguing. So the police were like, is everything okay? And they're like, you know, we're fine. We just had a disagreement. And they're both probably a little bit tipsy from drinking all night long. It was super early in the morning, so they probably shouldn't have been out. So anyways, the uh, the husband is is being a little bit antagonistic to the police officers. Like, you know, mind your own damn business type antagonistic. Yeah, always smart to do. Yeah, Right. So anyway, so the police officer's like, look, we're gonna run your names, just make sure there's no warrants out for your arrests, and if you know if everything comes back okay, we're just gonna let you go with a warning. So um, the husband, being the genius that he is, is sitting off the side of this bridge above the lake, and he's like, you guys are done, right? Like, I can go swimming? And the police officer's like, no, you, you can't. You, you're not, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't go swimming right now, one, two. You shouldn't be jumping off of this bridge. Like that's, that's against, that's, I don't know if it's illegal, but it's definitely, there's a sign posted that says, you know, no jumping off the bridge. Well, the genius husband jumps off the bridge into the water, right? <laughs> and then the cops are like, you got to be kidding me, dude, like serious. And then he immediately starts to drown. And he's like, help. And the cops are like, no, dude, you did this. I'm not jumping in after you. I'm not getting wet. You did this. And for five minutes, they're going back and forth. And I don't think the police officers think this guy is actually drowning. Well, especially if he's
1: arguing, right? Like you'd think if he's arguing, he's fine.
0: Yeah, after about five minutes of this, he goes under, doesn't come back up. They find his body six hours later.
1: Yeah, the police have not had a very good track record those last couple of days with doing stuff that they're supposed to, which includes going into the school in Texas when there was the active shooter. Right. um this guy drowning
0: yeah uh but like what would you do if i'm the cop i'm like no you're an idiot you you know i told you not to jump in the water you jumped in the water you're on your own why would you go in the water if you can't swim what about the logic of to serve and protect sometimes you just can't protect people from themselves true true yeah i, um, I think that's darwinism at its finest oh i agree with that for sure like
1: <laughs> look i don't know this guy and i know this sounds very cavalier but it's no loss <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no i agree with that like there's definitely an aspect of it that's that but i'm like come on dude seriously that's that's a rough one it's um but also like let's back up a little bit why did they let him sit on the end of the 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 bridge why didn't they stop him at that point like there's a lot of things that lead up to that look from somebody who got cuffed for speeding why didn't they at worst cuff him and cuff him to the bridge while they were waiting
0: and trying to figure this shit out yeah, but Something. you're making. We don't know what happened, right? So mm-hmm. I, I'm just based off of the article that I that I wrote, which was written not by wrote, somebody that I read. <laughs> that I read. Sorry, the article <laughs> that I read that was written by somebody who may or may not have gotten all the facts right. But I mean, the reality is, is how much, you know, police aren't parents. Agreed. Right. So you're an adult. You're expected to do adult things. Okay. So is it really the police officer's job to make sure you don't jump off of a bridge into the water after he told you not to? Let's just step back for a sec. Forget if it's a police officer.
1: Let's say it's anybody, but you, because it needs to be somebody with a heart. If somebody with a heart <laughs> is standing at the top of the bridge and the guy's like, I'm drowning and you can swim. Like if I can't swim, that's a different piece of the equation, right? Cause if I can't swim, I'm not like, yeah, I'm not dying with you. Sorry. But if you could swim and somebody says, I'm drowning, and look, I I know there's other factors. Was it torrential um, river water or is it kind of relatively still water? Like all that shit plays into it,
0: right? So somebody would normally try to help the person. Have you ever tried to save someone who's drowning? Um, If, if, If they're having a panic attack- more times than not, they end up bringing you down with them. I, I,
1: I don't think I've ever had to save somebody from drowning, but I have heard that. Like, I've heard lifeguards say you need to basically... That's why one of the reasons why they turn your body around and basically kind of headlock you. Right. Because they're like, they need you to fucking calm down or you will take both of them out. So yeah. I, I see that. Um, but I, no, I don't think I've ever had to take somebody out of the ward. I'm trying to think if one time it happened with the kids, but I don't believe so.
0: Yeah. So, anyways, uh, again, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Darwinism on this one, and uh, yeah, you're right. I have no heart because I'd have been like, dude, you got yourself into this mess, you get yourself out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, so, nice along a similar vein, yeah, you uh, said what? you mentioned the uh, the shooting, which happened, mm-hmm. um, gosh, within the last week. Yep. Uh, well, I mean, shit, there was one yesterday. There was one the day before. It was the day. Before. Like it's every yeah. day. I know now it, it feels like it's every day and maybe it's always been every day. But the media now that a big one happened in a school with younger children, it's being amplified. But one of my employees who lives in uh, downtown Philadelphia, uh, he had a shooting uh, block away from his house. And yeah, night, the nightclub, right? Yeah. And he said that he was in that area an hour before the shooting happened
1: so one of the weird i have a couple friends in philly one of the weirdest things i've ever experienced in philly was you walk down the street and it's like private residency building private residency bar private residency like it was it's like the bar was just put there and it probably got grandfathered in and shit So, to me, that was really weird. And Philly's one of the few places that I remember that happening where it was just like in the middle of all these other houses. Mm -hmm. So, it doesn't surprise me that somebody lived a block away from this shooting.
0: Yeah. Um, So, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't a mass shooting in the sense that somebody went there with the intent to harm a bunch of people. I think this was another one of those, a bunch of guys got into a fight. They went back to their cars, got their weapons, and came back with some vengeance in, in, in mind, right? And yeah. that actually happened in Phoenix um, a couple days ago as well. It was like, you know, 3 a.m. in the morning, a couple guys got into a fight at a bar and it just so happened there were like 200 people there and one of them left, came back with a gun and was looking, you know, trying to do damage to the person he got into the fight with. Yeah,
1: and we had actually one of those in in the Danbury Mall, which is, you know, f- five miles from me uh, a few months ago, same thing. People got in yeah. an argument and guns came out and all the people who shot each other knew each other, but still they were shooting each other. So, so, and
0: I don't have the facts on all of this stuff, but I'm pretty sure that all of these folks obtained their weapons legally. Probably. So, and and here's where it goes back to the whole gun control argument. Like, h- how do you prevent that? I can see keeping guns out of criminals' hands, people that have a record, people that, You know, uh, you can't really profile people, right? Because that's against our constitutional rights. But, you know, people that have done wrongs in the past, right? You know, past behavior tends to predict future behavior. Mm -hmm. Um, That makes perfect sense. But a lot of these are just people that snap, right? And we clearly have a mental health issue in this country. So how do you prevent that? So
1: one of the things, and look, this isn't uh, Gun Control Weekly here, but one of the things that they talk about is the process for people to get the legal guns, right? And there being some more evaluation of those mental health issues and a longer waiting time and things like that, that might help. I don't know if it will or written, but might help. Um, I, myself, I had a gun from, I'd say, 1992 until 2000. 2013, actually. And the reason why I gave up my gun is because my parents moved out of the county that they used to live in. And that's where my gun was registered. I had kept it at their house for many years afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, And they used to use it for like shooting ranges and things like that. So it was either go through the process of updating the paperwork, which was going to take a while, especially because it was after Sandy Hook in Connecticut, Mm -hmm. or just turn it in. So I ended up turning it and selling it actually turning it in by selling it um, at that time. But when I got the gun in 92, I was 20. The only thing we had to do was we took a written exam, which was from memory, like one of those almost like no fail exams. Um, And then we had to wait, though. We had to wait a week to get the gun. Like, so they went through some other stuff in the background to get the gun to me. So I don't know if that's still being done or a lot of places have gotten away from that. But that would help, I think. But... Like, what's your view on these people with guns in cars? Uh, Well,
0: I I drive a lot, right? And uh, a lot of the land between Phoenix and wherever I'm going, whether it be San Diego, Las Vegas, New Mexico, Colorado, a lot of it is either on some very sketchy Indian reservations or just, you know, you're out in the middle of nowhere at night. So um, guns in cars, I am 100% pro guns in cars because... We've actually, I've actually had friends who went to the Grand Canyon and they went like, you know, 3 a.m. in the morning because they wanted to get there early enough. They got pulled over by uh, what were purportedly Indian reservation police officers, and they wouldn't let them go until they emptied their wallets. Wow. So stuff like that happens. I don't know if it happens everywhere, but it does happen. And then, you know, the question becomes, okay, well, what does a gun do in that scenario? You know, do you... Add more risk to yourself by getting into a shootout with somebody you have no idea if they're a legitimate law enforcement officer or not. I don't know. But uh, I just know that, you know, there are certain scenarios where, like, if I'm a trucker and I'm driving across country everywhere, you bet your ass I'm carrying a gun with me. Because some weird shit happens out in the middle of the night in the middle of the road if you break down or even if you're just trying to pull over and sleep off the side of the road, which they do quite often. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm
1: definitely for it with the gun as a trucker it also makes it easier to murder hitchhikers and prostitutes but that's beside the point so with you being a hundred percent behind it do you have a gun in your car
0: um only when i travel to like you know like we drove to vegas i Mm. I brought my gun Um, i actually
1: know you do i was just uh, i didn't know if you wanted to
0: mention (laughs) i'm I'm pretty sure i was like hey here it is don't touch it
1: (laughs) yeah and then i said please pull up your pants do you have another gun in the car
0: (laughs) all right um, a couple th-
1: couple random things, you know, this is where you read like every morning I kind of start where I look at Yahoo has like eight or 10 articles as their main articles and MSN has like 30 articles as their main article. So I just tend to scroll through them and sometimes things hit my fancy when I'm looking at it. So these are a couple things I've noticed over the last week or so. So one, Mariah Carey is actually being sued for the song. All I want for Christmas is you.
0: So this Hmm. song is 25 years old now. And it's hugely popular too. That song is making her a fortune. Here's the
1: interesting thing. She's not being sued for stealing their music, stealing their lyrics, stealing the style of the song. She's being sued for the name of the song. So you being a music guy. I don't understand this because i look in right now i'm only in the a's in my listing of songs on my ipod or my my phone oh yeah there's song duplication happens all the time yeah like the song alive as an example pod pearl jam gravity kills papa roach um the song all i need matchbox 20 radiohead Wall nation matt kearney i don't understand why she's being sued over this can you can you try to add some light to that
0: The only thing I can think of, so alive, it's a single word. It's a dictionary word. It's very hard to trademark that, right? Um, What was the second one that you said? All I need. All I need. Um, Probably a common phrase. All right, really hard to trademark that as well. All I want for Christmas is you. A much longer and very specific um, they may have some legal legs to stand on in the specificity of that name because it's such a long specific title right but to be quite honest, I think they're just wasting money throwing straws at it to see if there's you know because because that song gets replayed every year for the entire month of December, right Probably 10 to 20,000 times a day and that's just on radios. Yeah. I can imagine the streaming, royalties that they, they, they get from that thing every year is probably off the hook. So most, most musicians, established musicians will tell you if you ever want to retire, record a Christmas album. Yep. I've heard yeah. that because that, because of the replayability of the songs, they never go out of style.
1: And I also think the person's probably just stir the pot enough and maybe get a settlement, right? Cause I've talked about this before and when I've worked in industry, whenever we fire somebody for them being terrible, they always sue for wrongful termination yeah. and plenty of times our legal departments like how much did they ask for and we'll be like four thousand dollars and they're like well it's going to cost us at least ten thousand dollars to fight this pay them off yeah so i'm sure that's part of it so we'll see what happens but that was one um another article i read so just off the top of your head dave name a disease that you think has a horrible name to it go ahead just give me one botulism all right This one is called maple syrup urine disease. (laughs) People look it up, maple syrup urine disease. It's actually one and the characteristics of it. The reason why it's called that is because it's a sweet smelling urine which gives the condition its name. Before you say anything, it has to do with kids a lot, so don't get too creepy here
0: because we, we don't want you no, crossing no, any lines. Th- it makes me think of visually like this sappy substance coming out of your, your your privates.
1: That's what I thought it was going to be. I'm like, you must pee like, so when kids are first born, for people who don't have kids, there is a period, and I don't remember what it's called, but for like the first three or four days, they basically shit black tar. Yeah. right. And it's and it them, doesn't smell. Yeah, it doesn't. It's just black tar. So I thought it was gonna be something like that. Like you literally mm-hmm. peed like, you know, sticky maple syrup. But no, but It's just the smell so of it. So, fucking nasty. <laughs> so that's, that's that's something I read. So now thing, your, your
0: algorithm is fucked, man. I'd love to see what's coming up in your algorithm now. <laughs> so
1: the next thing is Bolivia, Bolivia seems to have a problem with students who won't leave school. And I'm not talking somebody like you who went for a four-year degree and took six. Um, this is a good time nice to mention, time. though, I'm a high school dropout. I only took three and a half years in
0: college, just just worth mentioning. Yeah, because you were so fed up with the four or five years you spent in high
1: school. <laughs> yes. So there is a the guy is the student union leader. His name is Max Mendoza. Guess how many years <laughs> he has been a student. Yeah, and
0: he's a college student? He's been a college student for this amount of years. Go ahead. Gosh, I, I knew a guy that was a student for seven years. So I'm, gonna, uh, and, and that doesn't surprise me. So I'm going to guess this guy's like got to be ten to twelve years.
1: <laughs> so uh, to quote uh, Tommy Boy, seven years. Yeah, we call those doctors. <laughs> um, <laughs> this guy has been a student for thirty-three years. Oh Jesus! And they huh? said Bolivia has a main problem with this, where people like kind of milking the system. I guess it sounds like. You get really good benefits as a student, just like here. Like if my kids are in school, my insurance covers them, but like only till twenty five. At that point, they're like, no, 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 fuck it. If they're still in school, you're done. Like you're not under your right. insurance anymore. So he has been the student leader for many years, and they, um, he, he has. <laughs> oh, these stats are some of these stats are amazing. He's been there since nineteen eighty nine. He has failed over two hundred subjects. Gotcha and he's received a grade of zero at least a hundred times so this is somebody clearly just milking the system but they said this is a major problem in Bolivia that a lot of people are doing this well if it's not costing him anything why wouldn't you well that's that's the problem if you get all these benefits and they're not kicking you out exactly I look I can I could fucking fail 200 subjects I mean that's easy
0: (laughs) that's a given so one more thing I forgot to talk about earlier when we were doing the uh Corrections or questions from last episode, my wife commented that the latex underwear thing is actually a really popular, I don't wanna call it a meme, but there's lots of videos on TikTok about latex underwear right now. So it's like an actual thing that people are talking about. So it wasn't some obscure thing that you just found randomly. So for
1: people who maybe didn't listen to last episode, first of all, shame on you, but second, The latex underwear is used to help control sexually transmitted diseases. And one of the things in the advertisement for it is it says it basically keeps all fluids trapped. That's one of the things it said. So there's people posting TikTok videos of them wearing them or stuff happening with them wearing them.
0: No, no, I I think they were like explaining other uses for the latex underwear. For example, people that have like, sensory issues like maybe they're too sensitive in certain areas i guess the latex underwear helped them uh when it came you know to like oral sex and whatnot so i thought that was pretty funny but after she had listened to the episode she was like well that's actually a pretty popular thing right now
1: What is she listening to if that's in her fucking algorithm? That's what I want to know. <laughs> uh, it's like that old joke where um, the ladies like every time I sneeze I orgasm and they're like, Oh my god, what are you taking for it? She's like, Pepper. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, David, go back to enjoying vacation. I'm Enjoy most the beach. Will. I'm Michael Carter. And I'm David Michael. And we are Ridiculously bored.